Hi friends, you're listening to Make Out Already. This is Meg, and please excuse my sexy jazz voice as I'm getting over an illness, but I wanted to introduce you to today's episode, which has a bit of a switch up. Today in the author hot seat is our very own Liz LDS to talk about her debut novel, How That Makes You Feel. It's going to knock your socks off when it drops on February 14th. And joining me as temporary podcast co-host is RM Virtues, an author we've had been lucky enough to have on here several times. So please stay tuned as we talk about how that makes you feel, how it made us feel, and how we think it's going to make you feel. We really think you're going to love it. Hey, Liz. Hi. Hi. I don't know. Oh, that was very, very raspy. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming in with my sexy jazz voice. <laughs> Thanks, double ear infection. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should talk or not because I'm I'm the guest today. Yeah, it's kind of a reversal. Yeah. So we have, we're lucky enough to have RM Virtues back with us. Yay. Yay. Hi Liz. Hi Meg. <laughs> this episode was RM's idea, like ages ago, and I'm like, I'm gonna remember that. And I didn't think they collect. would do it. I am glad that they did, but it was still like, yeah, you know, you do that a lot where you put a, an idea out six months before time. <laughs> Luckily, this one worked out, so that that works for me. But nonetheless, I did that what, a lot. What a great idea to have Liz in the author hot seat. <laughs> As we're getting ready for her book launch in a couple of it's weeks. Revenge, for sure. <laughs> Absolute revenge. It's um debut author hazing, if you will. Give me what uh, I deserve. And it's very important to me to write a passage, I think. So <laughs> let's get on with it. I also yeah. kind of wondered when we had you on and we did the Would You Rathers, which I think was our first Would You Rathers. I think so. Um what <laughs> Did you find that stressful? And is that why you wanted to do it to Liz also? <laughs> there were some questions that were stressful. I don't remember oh, no. the worst ones. I was they weren't like actually stressful, but it was yeah. that thing of like, are you are you kidding? You you want me to choose between a month without ATJ photos and listening to Zeus talk for three hours? What kind of <laughs> monster? Who asked that? <laughs> Apparently y'all do. Apparently yeah. y'all asked. Yes. But it's really just revenge for that one question. Like this whole thing, revenge for that one. <laughs> Are you still on the Anya train pretty firmly? I think I've kind of, I get off and on sometimes just because mm. like she's married now and it feels. She married? married? Yeah, she married that man. Can she you believe it? That greasy person? <laughs> yes. They got married in a private ceremony. Aww. I was heartbroken. It was the most heartbreaking thing of my 2022 but um my condolences yeah yeah, thank you I appreciate that I needed it heavily um it was very because they just they didn't announce it they kind of just came on Instagram and were like hey we got married and I was like no girl I can't even look at you the same (laughs) yeah wow you you just broke the news to us yeah Yeah, I have no idea it was was rough I I went through it on my own I got through it it's okay (laughs) Um, so I forgive her. I understand as long as she's happy, but also what the fuck? Um, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, I don't even want revenge that bad anymore, but we're still going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause we're> <laughs> I am a big fan of amicable exes. So mm. you like moving on and being like, you know, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. That's, 
that's my vibe yeah we figured of amicable exes we figured i think we should talk a little about your book unless it's gonna make you absolutely melt into your carpet i mean it will but i need to do it and i've been getting practice like trying to be professional and going on other things and talking to people about it you're super professional thank you yeah you are super professional this i never would have thought of you as not professional so yeah thank you i um Sometimes I just sit and play Dreamlight Valley when I should be working. So I am the That's just being anti-capitalist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's Definitely part of being an author. Um, mm. I sit here and play Assassin's Creed like eight hours a day sometimes because that's more fun than writing yeah. and also productive. So, you know. Yeah. I moved on to Dreamlight Valley after I finally rolled credits on Hades. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, I'm also playing that. And yeah I'm four escape attempts in i think now so i'm just like savoring it until the next one comes out but i'm also like i'm very bad at like um those games where you do the repeat thing a hundred times because mm-hmm. i got adhd so obviously i'm like I, mm-hmm. this isn't fun more than twice in a row so it does get do. monotonous doing the whole run over and over again so did you Indeed. do it 10 times um <laughs> way more than 10 times way because it took time. it took me like so I was playing on my computer and I was not good at that and then when we got a Nintendo Switch I got it on Switch so I think that it took me probably like a hundred tries to beat the final boss once and then you have to beat the final boss multiple times to oh. unlock more of the story and the story doesn't reset it's like you just go back to the first chamber go all the way through all the realms of the underworld and then you um you eventually get to a point where you beat him for the final time and no spoilers but then you can still keep playing the game but there's less to unlock okay cool all right we got derailed yes Let's talk about sorry how that, that was my feel <laughs> so how that makes you feel is Basically, I wanted to take two people who would have been like major red flags a few years before and give them a second chance with each other and show that people can grow and change and give themselves a chance to love again. So my heroine, Camila, is a therapist. She is divorced. She's still on really good terms with her ex-husband after kind of a rocky patch when they were not on good terms. And she has this really good core group of friends. She's in recovery from borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And she has turned her life pretty much into this like productivity, mindfulness, like doing all the things right project. So she's still the life of the party in a lot of ways, but she's a lot more guarded and cautious than she used to be. Mm -hmm. And she meets this man, Zach, who is back in Pittsburgh after his estranged mother's death and he's running the family jewelry store. She meets him at the booth that he has at the Three Rivers Arts Festival, which is one of my favorite things about living in Pittsburgh. And he charms her immediately. It turns out that the bracelet that her friend gave her years ago that she thinks is her lucky charm was one that he made years ago. So they bond over that. And then Pittsburgh is one of those towns like the town that Meg and I live in now where people randomly just end up knowing each other like yeah. oh, we went to high school together oh you're my cousin's I don't know orthodontist so, 
So <laughs> one of Camila's best friends, fiance went to high school with Zach. So he invites him out to karaoke. It leads to a thwarted hookup because Zach has to go deal with a crisis with his teenage sister who he's taking care of. And they keep meeting up. They try to keep things casual because neither of them is really like a relationship person. They want to be, but they think that relationships bring out the worst in them. Mm. But it's really hard for them to keep things casual. And it's about whether people who previously have been their worst selves because of relationships mm. if they're going to fall back into those patterns or if they can finally get it right and one thing I wanted to do with Camila specifically is delve into her past relationships I do that with Zach too but mm -hmm. with her I wanted to show like the guy who was perfect on paper who I didn't work out with the guy mm -hmm. who was all wrong from the beginning like nothing but red flags Mm -hmm. who I didn't work out with and then Zach who was just a flawed person who's been through a lot of shit like she's been through a lot of shit mm -hmm. and how does that work because I I I really like flawed heroes who are realistic and mm. I think that sometimes you see a lot of flawed heroes who are so defined by their flaws that I have a hard time mm. figuring out what is redeeming about them and it's like none of yeah. the books that we've ever talked about publicly that I say that usually like they're flawed in ways that I can still understand I'm talking about like red flag abusive characters that get romanticized mm -hmm. and I, I don't really read a lot of those but I see people talking about that type of hero right something I really really loved as someone who is a counselor in training was reading about a therapist who has mental health issues like that's me <laughs> so like reading about that experience of like her being a person and being like just a, a person and being a therapist and what that looks like and also this point of being on a healing journey where they're neither of them are at the lowest that th they've been mm -hmm. They're on an upward trajectory, but it's not either or like it's still a learning process for both of them. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, it's all it's all lost. It's all ruined if something goes wrong. Yeah. And I really liked that realistic look at like it's not a linear process. Yeah. yeah and I really appreciated it. Like the fact that they are healing and they started that healing process on their own. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, you know. Zach takes it into his hands more so after the fact mm -hmm. um, with therapy and stuff but I feel like it's still one of those things like a reminder of you're not unworthy of love because you had things happen to you or because you did things that you're not proud of but it's right. very important that you start healing yourself before you try and make a relationship out of something because you don't want to inadvertently hurt the people that you claim to love mm -hmm. uh so I think it, it was a lot more impactful for the fact that she'd already, you know, become sober. She'd already uh, went to therapy or started therapy. And now, you know, she's a therapist. So she's come a long way already on her own um, before running into Zach. And that's why it kind of flows so well, which I think that's what was the most surprising thing to them was just how 
easy it was how yeah. quick fell into this routine of like yeah i don't really want to be in a relationship but it feels like we're already there mm-hmm. and you keep moving towards that moving towards that until it's just like well, what's what other excuse do i have left uh but i think right. that that was the real thing was like them not being able to see just how much they'd healed mm-hmm. and still to some extent like damn i'm still kind of a bad person but in reality it's like no you've done the healing like you're getting better like there's those impulses are going to be there um you know you're still going to want for the destructive things then i think that was like really something for me because i have to constantly remind myself like yeah you've done the healing you're getting better but those things are still there those yeah. triggers are still there but we never were here to cure uh your mental illness we were here to manage it mm-hmm. and to constantly push yourself out of those situations like oh yeah I can't you know I'm not gonna make friends or start a relationship because I have you know x y and z wrong with me mm-hmm. that's not fair to you that's certainly not fair to the world like you have to right. be able to say I am doing the work I commit to doing the work every day but that doesn't mean that I'm unworthy of love mm-hmm. and I think them getting to that place was really what was so beautiful and kind about the story itself was just like oh we got there and we finally got there yeah I also really loved that Camila like like you were saying RM about how when they start start spending time together you know neither of them are thinking like I'm gonna do a relationship thing that they're like oh this this is so like easy it just feels natural like why am I fighting it so much but I can understand as someone who's been through some traumatic situations to be like mistrustful of when things feel too good mm-hmm. and I, so when she has that like she's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop like why wasn't I listening for that anymore I'm like oh <laughs> you've been sitting in my therapy session <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah that was like the realest thing too was like because I'm I'm thinking yeah somebody who like had like you know complex PTSD or uh you know BPD together it's wild to think like I was always sitting here like I don't like peace Mm -hmm. so you either wait for the other shoe to drop expect it or you start to Mm self-sabotage where oh I'm gonna make the other shoe drop because I don't want to wait for it I'm impatient Mm -hmm. I can't wait for it I need to get it over with I'd rather do it first so the other person can't do it to me Right. At least it's in your control then. Yeah. Exactly. And then in my house, we call that lizzing things up. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because that's exactly my bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they name it after the scenario. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll do the thing that's like, if you had just like sat there and ate your food, like this wouldn't even happen. All the time. (laughs) And it's such a, it's, and it's the thing too is like, even, you know, obviously, not you know the spoilers but those moments where she's going back in time to relive that Mm. it's very much a thing of you have no control right now you think you do you think you're controlling the whole situation that's why you're doing it the Mm -hmm. reality is you are now a backseat passenger in your own mind and Mm. you're watching yourself destroy something and you can't stop it you cannot stop it you want to so badly uh, you know that no matter how bad something got or how bad somebody was, they likely don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. But you are so convinced that 
this is the only way that this goes forward because, mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting anybody else, but you're also hurting somebody else too. Mm-hmm. And whether they deserve it or not, it's not about them at once it's over. Like once you come out of that, it's not about them. It's about yeah. you because now you feel like the worst person. You're never going to mm-hmm. let that go. You're going to be thinking about that for years. Mm-hmm. As that person will forget probably, you know, a month, two months, six months they'll forget and they'll six years later it. you'll be in right. therapy and like... six years later you will be <laughs> in therapy like yeah so I I just don't know why I did that and your therapist <laughs> is gonna sit there like we've talked about this already you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean so it's like that like it's it's just that thing of you're kind of you know taking a strike against yourself for something that's going to be so fleeting but it's going to mean mm. way too much to you mm. yeah years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something in the book that's definitely a spoiler so I won't get into it where it is a character who like a very long time later is still thinking about this thing that they did and once they actually confront it it's like yeah that was really shitty but like it wasn't that bad <laughs> it, it wasn't the worst <laughs> thing anyone has ever done ever um but I but, think okay go ahead I go was ahead. going to say Speaking of the past, I was thinking the other day about like this wasn't intentional when I was writing it, but when I was revising, it became very intentional that I didn't give Camila the tragic childhood backstory. I gave it to the Mm. person without the scary diagnosis. Mm. I kind of wanted to leave it to people's interpretation whether she had this complex childhood trauma because I feel like people hear about BPD and it's always like, this list of childhood traumas plus this list of adult behaviors equals BPD. And I want people to think like any set of experiences that one person might deem traumatic, that you might deem traumatic, if they're having this negative effect on you, it's valid. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have like the laundry list of like every bad thing that has happened to a person ever to justify being a person who struggles and I wanted to show that there are people like Zach who have had just all the trauma just so much of it and they seem like they're dealing fine Mm -hmm. so I wanted to like kind of show the range of experiences and also not like actively show them suffering like you were saying that it was like things in the past I don't I don't need to like Camila's already done all the work in therapy done a lot of the work in therapy Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to put her through all of that again yeah to the reader I kind of want to just focus on the two past relationships that are currently affecting her mindset about her new relationship right can I ask you guys a question Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely who's the worst half If if you were doing like an episode of make out already that the author weren't on, who is your worst half? Because I can't, I can't pick. I would just like to preface it with, if we did do this, it would be because I'm speaking as not somebody who went to psychology school and somebody <laughs> who's just reactionary. Um, I still don't know yet, but that's what I'm just prefacing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in that, because I feel like both of them, it depends on, who the other person is, who would mm-hmm. be worse to you? Like who'd be worse to have, be in a situation with at that, yeah. at that point? Um, uh, I think, cause they, I mean, it's, it's that for me, it was the thing of like, both of these characters are very much two halves of my 
mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I don't like I, it could go both like, okay, would I rather have had what happened with him, with Zach, or would I rather have what happened with Camila? And I don't mm-hmm. know. What would be worse? Like, what would, what would do you have one? Um, it's tough because they feel pretty real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's easier when a character feels kind of two dimensional to be like, yeah, that person sucks. <laughs> They're right. the worst. Exactly. Have. And you don't want to talk like- bad about either of them because it's like, well, you both did the work. I feel like that's. Yeah. But if I had to pick, I I guess I would pick. Camila but not as the worst half as the better half because she is who I would rather hang out with, <laughs> like spend time with. <laughs> and um also just like by virtue of Zach having RM like you said earlier like coming to do the work a little bit later in the process um I yeah I didn't I don't want to spoil anything, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I can yeah, yeah, I can relate to Camila's half of the dark moment, like slightly more, if that makes yeah, sense. I think so too. But I think that's exactly why I would say the opposite. Just because oh, yeah. we're so much alike. Like if I had to, like, it's basically if, if you were friends with one of these two people, mm-hmm. I think I would be a better friend to Zach. Mm, I would be capable okay. of being a better friend to Zach. Then with her, just because we are so much alike, I feel like we would be bad for each other. So, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. This is probably, you're better off without me, mama. It's okay. You'd be like egging each other on, like, I've got a baseball bat. Or yeah, like, oh, okay, is there another, you know, uh, you know weapon <laughs> available? Like, what are we? Like, you're just riling each me? other up. <laughs> right. That would be, ho- like, we would be in bat. Like, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to go stop at my ex-girlfriend's house. What do, what do you do? <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, but I think with Zach, he has that, he's more of like, he has this conflated sense of a lot of this is my fault. And it's like, son, none of this was your fault. What are you talking about? Nobody yeah. thinks that but you. Can you yeah. sit down? Like I just need <laughs> him. Like, that's it. Just sit him down. Let's have a, a discussion. We're gonna be fine at the end of this, but I need you to listen. You are not as special as you think you are oh. in these situations, and that's not a bad thing. That is no. Not, you but know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Not, oh, I, 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 yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Is Me a too. white man for better and for worse. So I was trying to forget that, but you know. <laughs> it is that though too is just like you're centering yourself in other people's mm-hmm. mishaps and yes you were a vi- a driving force mm-hmm. but like again <laughs> these people are fine they're better off than you are like what is going on yeah like your sister is fine like she's okay what do you why are you what is going on like you never asked her which was the other like again going back it's like he's just he likes to hold guilt in his hand yeah he's read a few self-help books and called it good yeah yeah that's we're we're falling off here and i i can imagine who wrote those self-help books um, (laughs) he picked off the shelf uh we're not gonna get anywhere with fucking five habits to unfuck yourself or whatever (laughs) i have a question now so this is me as someone who's not a writer of books or 
really much creative writing at all to both of you if you could like talk a little bit about Liz your process and this being your first your debut book and then RM you've got quite a few under your belt <laughs> maybe talk about how that's I want to I'm curious on like what habits you guys share in writing and you know I what's have idiosyncratic no habits I I it this book took me eight years to write on and off it started out as a fucking speculative fiction dystopian novel if you can believe that for NaNoWriMo and the only thing that survived like the literally like the five or six times I rewrote it was those characters and like Mm. vaguely their professions and their backstories but um I think that I do feel like moving forward with writing the next book and books after that I think that outlining is going to be crucial because when Mm -hmm. I did outline when I did like do beat sheets it helped solidify things and just like narrowing down my inspiration like all those aesthetic mood boards that people do RM is a big fan of those Mm -hmm. on social media they really do help to Mm -hmm. get you into the mindset of the book and then just like I have to have a mix of doing something on the book every day, like writing some words, which that's the part that I'm struggling with. But I find that if I mix doing something on the book every day and then having longer writing sessions, Mm -hmm. like on the weekend, that's the process that I want to implement moving forward. Because otherwise it's like I have been sitting at this computer for 10 hours Mm. trying to finish these revisions and shout out to Jen Prokop who I worked with as my developmental editor on this because she just she was a godsend because Meg you read the draft that originally went to her which you thought was strong and I think that it was strong but she really like helped me to refine the conflict Mm-hmm. And to figure out what characters needed to come more to the surface, which ones needed to go a little bit toward the background. And um, I learned throughout this process to really kill my darlings mm-hmm. and to just not be precious about it. And that was eye-opening because I was able to look at scenes that I deeply loved and be like, it's great, but it's not, I see how it's not serving the story. So like, I'm going to enjoy it for the greatness that it was. And I'm going to send it into the ether Mm. and just figure out how to capture what I wanted that scene to do in a way that actually serves the story. Mm. So, so not really habits, more like I have learned why I need habits and learned like, like I just learned how to write a book. So we'll see, like, it's like I took the class and now I got to go and do the thing Mm. for the next one. Yeah. How about you, RM? Because I want to be as prolific as you are. That's my goal. I mean, that's really, it's a lot of, so like my first year publishing, I put out five books. That's insane. Yeah, I know. So then the second year, I only put out two, which was really one in novella. Um, But it felt so, yeah, it felt really rough coming off of five books to only write two. And now this year has started off relatively slow. I've been working on the same book for like six months. That's too long for me. But I think what I've what I've gotten better at in order to help this book along 
and kind of helped me prepare to write the uh, next several books that I have planned was really just being very much willing to change my habits or my routine, ritual, whatever on the fly. Hmm. Um, that's helped me in general. It's just kind of accepting that now that I'm on Adderall, even though it doesn't really change how well my focus is mm-hmm. for extended periods of time, it helps me enough to where I realize, oh, like I'm not doing anything. Like this is not getting done right now. Mm. So I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like same, same with Liz, like if I do something on the book every day, it kind of helps. So if I'm not work like right now, I'm doing um, what we call worship, which is um, the Patreon on serials. So that comes out every week. So I'm writing those chapters, but sometimes, you know, I'll get stuck or whatever, because I really didn't plot out again. Plotting is very important. I didn't really plot out the ending or I, I did at the beginning, but it's changed since then. So I haven't really sure. fleshed it out enough to be like, oh yeah, you know exactly where you're going. And while I have every chapter, like the main plot, point in every chapter filled out I haven't really worked out how we get from A to B mm-hmm. um, but doing uh, if I'm not writing then I will do like I'll do drawing because I'm I'm drawing the cover trying to draw the cover myself this time that's really so cool work on that. yeah let's hope it, it goes well uh, <laughs> a lot of me I thank god you can't see erase marks on an iPad because oh my god <laughs> So my um, cover is a stock photo and I did her makeup. She already had makeup, but I was like, let's let's change the coloring a bit. Let's dial it up. I love the coloring. I love the coloring so much. It's so thank good. you. And it's it, but that's really part of it. Like that's mm-hmm. part of the whole thing. Like as long as you're doing that, um, it's good. I think my first year was so productive because like I was obviously the pandemic. I was stuck in my house, couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really as involved with social media yet. Um, mm-hmm. so that's a big, big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was definitely, there was so much material I'd already written. Mm-hmm. Like I had written Drag Me Up and Keep Me Close already by the time Drag Me Up came out. Keep Me Close just needed to be edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the odds is already drafted halfway probably. So all that material had already been written. So I got three books out very quick. I um will have to treat myself to rewatching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm. once the book is out because that was such an influence on me over the years that I was working on this book. Um, spoilers for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend if you haven't seen it, but I was like deep into writing the book already like maybe had already finished one version of it when there was the episode where Rebecca was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I was like, I knew that bitch had BPD. Like I'm, I'm waiting like for the diagnosis and I'm like, BPD, BPD. <laughs> and there's so many like characters like Alicia in Smallville who canonically has histrionic personality disorder. And I'm like, maybe, but she's also borderline. And I think too is like, yeah, I I noticed. Well, obviously, after fucking reading the DSM for two years, straight, <laughs> I always do that. But I'm like, you know how helpful it would be to just say 
they're borderline because mm -hmm. the way people think of borderline right now is so toxic it's jody areas it's, so... it's um fatal right. attraction yeah it's like you're always going to end up killing somebody and it's yeah. like that's not even true i don't one i don't care enough about like after it's over i do not give a shit about you enough to be like yes i'm gonna plot murder much less <laughs> go to jail could you imagine going to jail with bpd like what are you talking about no so it's just like, if we had those conversations, it would probably help a lot of people, a lot of different ways to just say like, yeah, it's just borderline personality disorder. It is, it does suck. It is hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's not fun to look at somebody you love and immediately think they're now the worst person in the world because of one mm -hmm. thing that they did that they probably didn't realize they did. And it's not fun for us because it's not that we choose I'm not sitting here thinking this. I want to hate you today. It doesn't come out like that. It always comes to, oh, what is happening? Yeah. Why is this happening? Now mm. I'm trying to backtrack and I can't backtrack fast enough and you're still talking. So I have to get out of this room before I tell you what I'm thinking about you right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, you're going to have to take it back right. and you're going to look like an asshole it's and a manipulator and it's just bad for everyone. There's a podcast called Back from the Borderline. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I'm sure that she might be kind of controversial because she talks about having borderline traits and she really wants people to like disassociate from like, I am borderline mm -hmm. because she thinks that anyone at any point could have some of these traits, which I kind of tend to agree with. And she looks at it the way that I was kind of trying to convey earlier with not wanting to give Camila's whole childhood backstory mm -hmm. which is like this is just like how this label explains how you deal with the world right. and you don't want to she doesn't want people to attach to the label she wants people to look at solutions for like this is what I'm experiencing and this is how I can handle it and She's had a lot of really interesting episodes. So I'm um, listen recently. She might have gone fully to a subscription model. I know that she was like on a partial subscription model, but she is interesting to check out. Borderline is such a it it overrides so many of your systems. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to explain that to other people. It's difficult mm -hmm. to get another another person who doesn't have it to understand, like, yeah, this is what it's like. It's like being a backseat driver in your own life sometimes. There are moments yeah. of your life that just disappear and you don't know what happened, but you know, because the aftermath is so bad, mm. like everybody is so upset with you or somebody's so mad at you. You're like, oh shit, like that. Mm -hmm. Whatever this happened is, is very bad. This is how I would explain it. And I know we have to play the game because we've been on for a while, um, is if you have ever been in an altered state of any kind, like pick your poison, and you are acting completely foolish and silly and just that your sloppiest self. There's still like a part of your brain that's sober. That's like, what the hell are you doing? You I'm look ridiculous right time. now. Like a movie. Like yeah. a movie. Mm -hmm. I think that's the worst part. It's because like when you're on when you're on a substance, like obviously when I'm drunk, if I choose to keep <laughs> drinking and be like, I'm not going to remember this tomorrow, that's very possible. Um, when you go into, uh, you know, an episode or whatever in BPD sober, 
you were going to remember every moment likely or at least mm. the moments where something <laughs> something collided with something else like yeah. the big moments you're going to remember that you're going to be remember you know whatever punching a hole in the wall or you're going to remember when your voice hit that octave and you were screaming at somebody in another room and everybody is looking at you. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to remember those moments and cringe and go- yeah. want to move it yourself. There is like, for me, every time I've had one of those moments, I feel like I need to be cleansed <laughs> after. Like, I just need to start over. I need to mm-hmm. move to a new town, change my name. We need to get out of the situation <laughs> immediately right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that I haven't done that before. Did I leave an entire city after, you know, this happened? Yes. Because it I was have moved thing. around like, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why, too. I thought it was always my ADHD, but that's probably also. <laughs> with it. We really have to change the media around it and how society sees it, because that's really the issue. That's always the issue is just how it's spoken about and seen and, you know, portrayed in society. But I think your book was a great step in the right direction. I think it, it was amazing. You did an amazing job. And Thank I really you. appreciate seeing how well she was doing. Because it makes you feel like, oh, well, I could do it. Yeah, like I, yeah. you know, I, right. I'm still not a therapist. I already told my mom that I can't do it. But <laughs> uh, I think I can actually, I can at least hold my life together. So there's yeah. that at least. That's that's what I hope that people get from the book, whether you have BPD or a mental illness challenge or not, just feeling like joy is possible in your life and you're worthy of love regardless. Mm-hmm. Or even if you've just done something that you think is the makes you the worst human in the world, because mm-hmm. like nine times out of 10, everyone's done some world, shit like that. You did not do that. You know what I mean? Like there are yeah. worse you I guarantee you if you're not out here committing like genocide then you probably aren't the worst person in the world <laughs> right. at least you have some steps to get there right um but I feel like too especially like for you know Zach's dark moment if you are a person that that has done something bad but also at the same time judges other people harshly um for their mistakes because obviously if you're reading you know Zach's dark moment at the beginning it probably was like what the fuck dude like you know, <laughs> you guys reaction, shit. especially if you're you know the kind of person that could happen to if it happened to you or whatever mm-hmm. if, if if you live in that situation in the possibility of that situation you're gonna read it and be like what the fuck but then mm-hmm. if you don't let your reaction get the best of you and you continue to read the situation out which is what we should be doing right as adults we should be able to see an entire situation in its context and be like oh yeah like it was shitty don't get me wrong but do i think you should be in prison no like, do I think <laughs> you should be, but 10 years later uh flagellating yourself no like I, you, can, you can let it go buddy yeah i promise like you know, everybody is fine like you can you can let it go so one of my favorite to- things about the book is camila's therapist miranda and when she's when camila is thinking about like when she wasn't the best version of herself and like gosh like how why would anyone love her mm-hmm. and Miranda was like you know she got you started on your healing journey so maybe you can stop holding her head underwater <laughs> to kill her. that was real shit yeah that was real I was like well <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> like, yeah. Well, so was I the only one that was picturing Miranda from A Devil Wears Prada? Like, was that only me? Oh, uh, I didn't, but I. <laughs> But like a benevolent, she she wields her power. Like yeah, imagine her as a therapist, like a nice therapist. I was like, oh wow, this is a change. Miranda could be the mom from Never Have I Ever. Oh yeah, because Miranda is Indian, so I I pictured like she she might be too young and hot to be Miranda. I feel like Miranda is more like. (laughs) Is the mom from? Hold on, let me. I have to look it up now. Porna. Uh, Jagannathan. I know because her her handle on Instagram is pornography. (laughs) 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 But speaking of Miranda, she's in one of my Would You Rather's. If we're ready to do this game, yes, 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 we are. Um. So yeah, RM and I conferenced via email about these, and I like, I uh did kind of a stream of consciousness when I was doing these and I came up with one that was like exceptionally dark. Oh like please tell me if this is too dark. Yeah I was like you know we're gonna make we're gonna yeah we're gonna (laughs) some much needed perspective (laughs) on that (laughs) (laughs) which I can tell you when we're not recording. Yes please (laughs) okay so my so good I was read it I read it though and I was like let me think about it. (laughs) No I'm gonna skip it Well, maybe the vibe. No, no. <laughs> okay, so my first one is: Would you rather your your maternal state notwithstanding? Would you rather get a tattoo today or go to Greece today? Like oh, you gosh. had like two hours okay. to prepare for either of these things. There is no possible way that I could get my shit together enough to go to Greece in two hours like to get to the airport i think that yeah. i would have an aneurysm just thinking about it <laughs> i would run through your house and throw all of your shit in the bag. <laughs> i will so get us would. there in two hours yes let's let's go and then like okay is it all expenses paid then yeah both of these options are paid for okay oh, great yeah. now hmm. <laughs> okay so if i weren't pregnant and could fly or be I tattooed. Be tattooed. I found that I was pregnant and had to cancel a tattoo appointment, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I found out, like, two days before my appointment. I was like, I cannot come anymore because I'm with a child. You wish you hadn't asked yet. You should have waited a week to ask. <laughs> I think I'm pregnant, but I'm going to ask you in a week. I got okay, so I, I am still very covid conscious but it's like gone to another level since i've been pregnant i would say if i weren't pregnant right now and it were all expenses paid and i wasn't going by myself like if i could take my husband because i'm i'm scared to travel alone internationally i know that you have rm um yeah maybe i'd go to greece because like that is a once in a lifetime opportunity if Mm -hmm. i had to foot the bill then i would get the tattoo because there's plenty right. of things that I would I would be down with getting tattooed mm-hmm. within two hours but yeah let's just like be wild and fun and go to Greece all right let's get a tattoo <laughs> in Greece Fuck it. yeah let's get a tattoo in Greece <laughs> oh amazing RM do you want to do one of yours all right I'm ready so your first question for me it's a little it's a little more chaotic if you okay will. And this is also, if you, if you weren't pregnant, obviously, because this is very important. 
I don't think you could do either of these. Well, I wouldn't advise. So these are all (laughs) options as of like April, May. Yeah. Let's say it's April or May right now. Give you some time to heal. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So June, July. Um. So would you rather face Mila in a bow staff fight privately, or Rahul in American Ninja Warrior publicly? Camila, a hundred percent. I think that would be fun. I don't think she would actually hit me with the bow staff because that's not what it's about. So I think that would be a fun learning experience. But like Rahul on the the sand, I can't even do a pull up. So the salmon ladder would be just out of the question. The whole salmon ladder thing is because I was a big fan of the Arrowverse. Hmm. So like I fixated on the salmon ladder. And I also (laughs) wanted to have like, the trans friend be the one who's like super strong and fit and like running circles around the cis men in his group who are also fit. So um, I'm just saying, I'm just going to put this out there though. If you wanted to write his book at any point, I a beta reader, I would yeah, do it. I, <laughs> I had like my only like mention of Raul being trans is that he had top surgery because it felt like I I want him to be trans it's very clear to me but I don't think that it's my lane if I felt one day like I were prepared to write Rahul a book I think that he would be an amazing hero well if ever yeah and I thought of ways that I could like have more of him in later books even if they're not about him but like I Mm -hmm. I would want to do his story justice yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh but yeah i think i would also because if i lose in a bow staff fight privately it's private and mm-hmm. if I, yeah. tv that's I, yeah i might actually end up in the hospital if i try to do this I'm saying, yeah. like if i legitimately like give it a try and i'm not just like dangling <laughs> but i try to do the flourish and go up i would hurt myself absolutely. how about you meg yeah, I private. I don't I don't want to be perceived. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No witnesses, please. And, <laughs> and Camila would like neither of them would make fun of you because I think Rahul is a good trainer and he would just be encouraging, but I think Camila would be very compassionate. Like yeah. he, he tried if something anything, new. She'd be giving stomp on me mommy energy, I think. Yeah, which, <laughs> which would be very don't anything to like piss her off too. Bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't don't talk shit. She will put you on your ass. <laughs> Just for good measure. You know? So yeah, I think it that, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh related to the there's a there's a point where our two main characters are like sort of challenging each other to face some of their fears. Mm-hmm. And so for you, I know these aren't exactly fears, but they're not things that you very much like Mm -hmm. so if you had to pick on going hiking or going into an extreme heights situation which would you choose Um, (laughs) get your eyeballs i can see the white all the way around (laughs) okay where is the hike and where is the extreme heights situation where is that okay let's say uh i got one you know that hotel where you sleep on top of a it's like a net over a over a canyon yes yeah no. I sleep there. 
You no. sleep, people sleep there. Can you when believe I that? When I have seen I, that I video on this. Instagram, I'm, I immediately start sweating. <laughs> Absolutely. My can't watch it. I'm like, first of all, it doesn't even look like there's a net there when you're further away. Uh, yeah. So it looks like they're just floating in mid-air, which is, no, I can't do it. Yeah. Imagine no. waking up to them. Imagine no, rolling no. over in the middle of the night. <laughs> if that were the scenario we were looking at, definitely hiking. Mm-hmm. If the height yeah. scenario were Table Mountain, which Zach references going to in South Africa and Cape Town, I've done that and I was scared out of my mind, but it was also really cool. And then another thing that's a heights thing in South and this one is in Victoria Falls. So it's Zimbabwe, I think. I don't want to disgrace myself and like say the wrong country. That sounds, I mean, that sounds correct, but I also don't want to. Yeah, it is in part of it is in Zambia and part of it is in Zimbabwe. So we were in the Zimbabwe part, but there's this thing that it's right on the edge of a waterfall, but it's like this little divot and people like go all the way up to the edge and they just kind of float on the divot and don't Mm -mm. go over. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. But it's called devil's something like devil's call devil's asshole devil's yeah. asshole <laughs> <laughs> something of that sort devil's pool uh, I've seen that though. absolutely not uh-uh. yeah it's called devil's pool and it's on the zombie inside so we didn't even that wouldn't have even been a chance i don't think my tour group offered that option so um for good think, reason they didn't yeah. want to be liable exactly <laughs> it's insane um the search results are like Victoria's Victoria Falls Devil's Pool deaths. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole later because surely oh, there have been some. Yeah. But yeah, I think hiking. Yeah, I think that's the safer option. I think that's the safe part. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if I fall down, the the ground is right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't go down a slope or whatever, but even yeah. then, you're touching ground the whole time. You're most yeah. likely. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. So this one is another character character and i forgot that i wanted to bring this character up earlier but we could do this afterwards anyway so would you rather pregnant or not have <laughs> lunch with vivian or a nightcap with johan revenge oh god okay uh i know who i would pick me too. Oh, I'm so curious. Okay, so I'm going to say a nightcap with Johan. Because Why? if I wasn't trying to bang, which I wouldn't be trying to bang. That's fair, yeah. Just be like probably the charming, pretentious artist. And I could like take the wind out of his sails a little bit or genuinely like enjoy his company for one drink and then leave and be done with it. But like. I think that eating food in front of someone like Vivian would be very scary. Oh, I think it would be so funny. Why he tried to be as like, if you like chewed with your mouth open, he tried to be as like repulsive to her. (laughs) But remember, you get to pick the restaurant. So I'm taking her to like, I don't know, California Pizza Kitchen or something. Like we're going to have Dave and Buster's like, come on, girl. (laughs) So is that who you both would pick? 
Texas Roadhouse where they throw like the peanut shells on the floor. Yes. I'm like, yeah, come no, on, no, Viv. We're going to- so you'd both I pick Vivian. Yeah. I'm picking Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. Because, and I feel like because I because I was thinking about her. I feel bad. Like I felt bad. Like I know you probably don't have friends because you act the way that you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably had to be the one to be like, girl. She's a vulture capitalist. Right. So I'm like, I think you need to um, sell some of those stocks. um, Get yourself, go to, go get yourself like a swap meat purse. You know what I mean? (laughs) And just stop stop taking yourself so seriously. You know, like, let's, let's chill out for a second. You know, let's just have a day where you're not you. (laughs) Like, yeah. So I feel like that I would just, but I know in thinking about the idea of actually going to lunch with a rich white woman, I would probably leave. No, I'd stay through the whole thing because I hope she'd pay, but then I would <laughs> definitely not be calling again or like, you know, just texting and be like, hey girl, how are you? Great. Yeah. Here's here's Sorry, another I'm... thing. To me, Vivian is Bridget Reagan from Jane the Virgin and um agent carter and a bunch of other things okay and i would just be experiencing so much gay panic and just be like <laughs> you're so beautiful i can't like look at you so i think that that's part of why i would be like i don't, I don't want to have lunch with vivian but i think too is like i i guess maybe this is also just the my fantasy of being the stern brunch daddy to mm. older mm-hmm. rich woman mm-hmm. and it's just to be like vivian you need to get your head out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun to have like a come to Jesus with Vivian. Like yes, it'd be way more so fun close. to antagonize her like in a social situation than be her therapist where you're like supposed to be like <laughs> caring. Yeah, yeah, positive like, yeah, regard, nice. it's like this bitch needs a beat down is what she needs. <laughs> like Vivian, we're not playing this game. I'm not your therapist. Like you either talk to me like a human being, we're going to box in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't care. Like it, it, it really is just like being able to be the one to tell her like you could have friends and all the things that you want if you just stop being so fucking mean. Like you just when she out a little bit comes back you know? into Camila's office and you think there's gonna be like a you know because that's like a thing that we've actually very recently covered in my class is the like door on the handle comment people mm-hmm. will make where it's sometimes like a big bomb being dropped. You think there might be a breakthrough about to happen and she's like, Yeah, the fragrance in here is too strong. <laughs> Yeah, that shit. I was like, girl, reason, I know that's not what you came back to say. And the reason why there was even fragrance sprayed yeah, in that room and that being what was brought up. I couldn't believe she said, I was like, yeah, I really did think that she was coming back in to be like, actually, I understand my whole problem and I'm ready to actually face it. And yeah. then she said that and I was like, if I this bitch I would have jumped out of my chair grabbed her by the hair and dragged her back into the room guess what and then I would have yelled out the rest of my sessions hey next client come back tomorrow I've got shit to do (laughs) and it's gonna take all night like are you kidding the fragrance ma'am sit down (laughs) the problem is not the fragrance the problem is that you think your shit doesn't stink that's the problem (laughs) we're gonna sit down and talk 
Okay, no, my next really, one then is, oh, sorry. Would okay. you personally rather have Miranda or Camila as your therapist? I would rather have Miranda as my therapist because- Because she has toys is, in her office. She does have toys in her office. So yeah. um, this book is not, I, I need to be clear because especially people who have known me forever, they'll, they see- and they're not in the book world. They see like, oh, is this this person? Is this that person? Is this that situation? Uh, like, like trying to translate it to an equivalent yeah, real to life. To like my real life. And it's like, no, but mm-hmm. yes. Like the things in the book didn't happen. And it's not like people are amalgamation of different experiences and traits that I've seen. And like, I think that in a lot of ways, I'm a lot like Zach. Mm-hmm. And I related a lot more to writing him even though like Camila has some of like the demographic data that matches me, like the age and being Dominican, but I would rather have Miranda because Miranda does remind me of therapists I've had. So specifically like one who had toys in her office that I was always playing with and one who was an older woman who was very compassionate, but also like you could say anything to that woman and nothing would shock her. And she taught me how to knit as Mm. a coping strategy. So like, that's a real life thing that I knit because a therapist taught me and it helps. So I would choose Miranda. I think Camila's probably a great therapist, but like, I also like kind of want the older woman who is going to make me feel safe and nurtured and not so much. Most of my therapists have been young women who I'm like, I wish that we could actually be friends and hang out. So there's something nice about having someone who you don't have that urge with necessarily like you see them as this authoritative figure who you still have like a like you're on equal level as human beings but you don't feel like you have to impress them Mm -hmm. yeah and I wrote about this in my sub stack which you can subscribe to even though I only posted one thing but I'm gonna start doing it more now that the book is gonna be out I posted about talking to a therapist and I sent it to my therapist where I, I was like I uh, I want to be her favorite client so I've done this this and this and she thought it was hilarious but yeah Miranda <laughs> how about you uh yeah I I also I think it's because I feel like I would more want to be friends with Camila but also the toys thing was yeah. a big factor like that she has a squishy ball I'm mm-hmm. like yeah I love having stuff to play with when I'm sitting there mm-hmm. that's just personally <laughs> my therapist who had the squishy ball knows about the book so if she reads it she's gonna know that that like like that's my squishy ball that's my squishy ball (laughs) some some asshole probably a child fucking broke the squishy ball and then she i mean you never replace it so yeah Yeah, i guess it didn't necessarily need to be a child (laughs) right it could have been uh but yeah i i would also say miranda but i think that has more to do i don't know if it's actually a good thing i think it's more to do with my mommy issues so i think i'm just (laughs) an older woman in the room with me Mm -hmm. to tell me everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. Um, and like my therapist right now is probably she's not much older than me maybe like 10 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. so we do very much talk like we're friends so that's Mm -hmm. cool like it, it helps as long as i can trust her to be like hey you're fucking up right now or hey let's be real about this which Uh I can't 
Mm-hmm. But I think too, it's just like that thing of having like an older woman, mm-hmm. especially like an older brown woman. Like I feel like I would feel a lot more comfortable talking in that space um, and feel like, you know, somebody's holding space for me then. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like my therapist too is like, yeah, I would rather be friends with my therapist. And I also feel like my therapist, if I called her in the middle of the night to be like, Hey, can we go do something fucking wild? She'd probably be like, yeah. And we always start to, we always forget that when we're having talks because she's always like, yeah, I always forget that we can't. I'm, I'm going to put in a plug for Shaheem on TikTok. They are a therapist and they very much give that like, they would come out with the bat even though they are your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> out, so. And that's why I can't be a therapist because I also would have been like, he did what to you? you did- <laughs> and we're sitting here? Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Miranda. But like, yeah, I'd be Mila's friend for sure. 100%. Okay, let's see. All right, this one, this one's kind of easy. I feel like, I mean, not easy in like decision wise, but easy in that it doesn't feel like revenge. So. Okay. Uh, so would you rather have Irene's artistic ability or Ivy's physical ability? Hmm. that's tough it is tough that's actually super tough like i don't know my answer so i have fan casting for irene i want to hear it um i was thinking of emma chamberlain yeah you mentioned that did i already say that yeah (laughs) i I was gonna ask is it still emma chamberlain it is yeah i know nothing about but like physically she's definitely like yeah she could work the only thing that i know about her is that interview with jack harlow or whatever where she was like yeah. <laughs> leaving her <Yeah>. body <laughs> oh I'll that makes sense that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think her i think irene's artistic ability mm. because it's closer to what i'm already trying to do because i express myself through art a lot and i'm not necessarily skilled but it's not about the skill for me mm. but it would be cool to have the skill and to have these like really impressive pieces and always have this outlet and I love like being physical I love exercise I would love to take one of Ivy's classes but I don't know that like for my day-to-day life being able to like bench press someone twice my weight would be like that useful or being able to like jump through a a stunt window and like fall yeah. properly I don't I don't think that I would need that skill set Ivy is book two by the way Ooh. oh okay yeah so fantastic that's what I gotta start working on and Ivy for me the fan cast is Katie Lotz from the Arrowverse yes that actually makes a shit ton of sense actually mm-hmm. that's exactly who I was like I want to write someone who's like like Katie Lotz who was a stunt performer and she danced in a Lady Gaga video. So I wanted to write like someone who did behind the scenes action stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was in Mad Men too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She was good at that. Yeah. That's very close to my, I don't even remember the name of the person I was picturing, Mm -hmm. but I watched Happy Death Day. It's the girl that's in that movie. Okay. Uh, I can picture her. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Very close. Uh, You know, blonde hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jessica Roth or Rothy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I yeah, it would kind of depend on if it was like 
is it a permanent gift of the of Ivy's like physical ability? Because it would be such a waste if I got like endowed with that. And I like, there's no way I'm maintaining that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I think you'll permanent. be good if you don't have like a cyst explode or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. You know. Uh, but yeah, I I think it would be uh, it's hard for me because I'm like, well, I mean, I have a muscle disease, so I'm like. Yeah, I would love to have, mm. you know, be able to do, but I think I do pretty well right now. And yeah, mm. to me too, the skill really doesn't, like I can exercise. So I feel like I'm grateful enough for mm. that to be able to like, you know, jump out of a window or do yeah. a fucking somersault or whatever. Um, but artistic ability, because I'm working on that already and it mm. is, uh, I would love to have. Irene's abilities at 16, 17, like, 17. Yeah. yeah, life would have changed. That would have been, we're already making bank. We mm -hmm. to yeah. Make. So, yeah, I really, I probably would go with that too. That'd be a good one. And you, Meg? I think that, I think Ivy's physical abilities. I, I kind of thought you were going to go with that. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm comfortable with not having, like, fantastic artistic abilities. Like, that's fine. I, I feel comfortable spending the rest of my life like working toward that mm -hmm. but I don't know that I am ever going to achieve Ivy's physical abilities <laughs> so just to like be that strong and feel what that feels like even if it's temporary would be pretty cool yeah I mean I think yeah it would be cool I feel like too especially somebody who well I've had I've considered opening every kind of business mm -hmm. but I've also considered opening a gym um that would be more um opening open to trans people mm -hmm. obviously not where i live right now because it's very red and i don't even know how many of us there are much mm -hmm. less making a target for us in the middle of town right but yeah uh, i have considered it so i think that that would in that you know if i wanted to do that her abilities would be very helpful because mm -hmm. <laughs> then like one you take me seriously yeah but um i think it's also something that like you can get to if you really want to which i guess the same mm -hmm. with artistic ability i guess it just matters which one you would want to be doing for the rest of your life working mm -hmm. towards and which mm -hmm. one you want right now yeah so yeah of the two the one that would benefit me the most right now would be the artistic ability yeah yeah but then that wouldn't take six months on doing this cover for this book <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't have to pay for covers for books that would be fantastic but, yeah you know, that was you a know. good would you rather this one is not well it's tangentially related to the book but it's also one that i think is gonna probably piss you off <laughs> if you had to pick between one fandom mm. star wars fandom or mcu fandom this does piss me off <laughs> i knew this it does was. really piss me off because I'll i feel tell like you i think i know what the answer will be but i i could be wrong okay there is a choice that i would make independently for myself and there's a choice that I would make for my marriage. Oh, okay. okay. So interesting. So I, I am more of an MCU fan. That's and more involved in the lore than uh -huh. I am Star Wars. I've come to love Star Wars. I've married into Star Wars in the last few years with the Mandalorian and Andor. Yeah, I have really come to love Star Wars. However, I have to speak my truth that i love the mcu 
no matter what, no matter all the criticism. And even though it is becoming incredibly fucking toxic on the internet, it's still not as toxic as the Star Wars fandom. Not yet. Like, those people are scary. Like, the bad Star Wars fans are, like, the stuff of nightmares. So I'm going to go MCU. Okay. Even though it would mean losing some things that I share with my husband. Sure. Where he's he's kind of married into Marvel stuff. So, like, we still share that. Yeah. But, like, it, it'll suck that I'm not partaking in that with him. Sure. I don't know anything about the, like fan cultures really of either so you saying like that it's toxic out there that's not really something I'd considered I was really just thinking about consuming the content and consuming the content I think I would still pick the MCU yeah I don't know why it just feels more expansive and Mm. also Star Wars can get like too fucking real Mm. sometimes with like the fascism and all that and sometimes that's great. It's catharsis, especially like Andor did a really good job of showing the fascism. Like the empire is not just like generic bad guys in cool outfits. No, like they are actually like com- out here committing war crimes and human yeah. rights violations. So yeah, I'm going to have to say neither. I'm so sorry. I can't do either of them. <laughs> yeah, right? there's like the fascism in Star Wars, but then there's like the propaganda and military propaganda. Yeah. Mm. And I was the propaganda and military propaganda went like way over my head with the MCU. But I think it's because I've so gravitated to like the characters who are not the militaristic ones. And like especially in this new wave where we're getting characters that the toxic fans complain about like Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel, it's a lot less military propaganda. Mm-hmm. And when I think of the military propaganda as like it's funding these movies and mm-hmm. allowing me to get more content, I have the mixed feelings where it's like that's bad, but also like money mm-hmm. is fun to have to make a project. So I just kind of ignore it. And I think that it's cool that Captain America. I assumed and people assume would be like the most pro military person like that man fucking hates the government and I am down with that <laughs> so and you Meg you wouldn't pick would you pick mm, if I could trade them both in for something better I would <laughs> sorry yeah, gonna, yeah I'd probably just go to you know I mean I'm more into Star Trek anyway so I would oh. go <laughs> that's fine everyone has their journey yeah (laughs) i had a moment i had a moment with each of those uh like i was very into star wars for a moment and Mm -hmm. i felt very into the mcu at another moment and those have both sort of passed for me now Mm -hmm. but so i i don't have super strong feelings about either um i have like probably two more that i feel like are worth talking about okay let's see all right so switch it up a little bit not really but all right would you rather live at rough grouse cabin or ivy's downtown dig full-time full-time ivy's even though i hate driving in downtown places and hate parking but i also like love modern conveniences and (laughs) trash service and i think i'm really the kind like i'm the 
cabin in the middle of the city kind of guy for real like mm-hmm. if you live in a it's like a, it scares uh, me studio yeah like if you live in a stu in a little studio on like the sixth floor in the middle of town that's probably pretty good because you're probably not going to get a lot of traffic on the sixth floor i mean you hope uh so it's a little quieter depending on the building but then you do get those modern conveniences so i feel like mm-hmm. that's and that was kind of like in living in Vegas, away from the Strip and all the tourist attractions, mm. like it's not—it's a very small town. Yeah. Outside mm. of this, I've like, heard that living in Vegas is very different from. Oh, you? Vegas. I didn't even live there. Like I didn't grow up there. But the mm. wild, that like you running into people you know, is so common. Or like, mm. oh, I went to school with this person, or you know, blah blah blah. Like the way you were saying about. Pittsburgh like it really feels like oh yeah we went to school together or oh yeah I used to buy weed off this guy before it was legal or whatever <laughs> like you know what I mean so it's very easy to run into people you know even if you haven't lived there long so that's wild to me but it is kind of nice and that like uh it's if you find the one quiet street where there's not a bunch of sirens all the time it's pretty nice <laughs> so I like the I like the yeah. quiet the peace but like having like having town right there because yeah like living in a cabin I used to think that's what I wanted and then I would thought about it like damn I'd have to go to the dispensary like two hours away but I also think that you like yeah. fucking horror movies and you yeah that's be too. scared of what's in the trees and yeah, I I don't know yeah. I think I'd be more scared of what's in the trees like yeah. I think especially well this is a lot like just thinking about like, I think the movie that scared me the most that happened in a cabin, the only movie probably that scared me because it usually you are like, well, you're in the woods, you're in their habitat. Like if they, if Sasquatch comes to get you, that's your fault. <laughs> but with Hush, it was a human being stalking you in a cabin, which is so, what are you doing? What do you, uh-huh. what do you go get a job or a hobby? me like what the no meg you have been to the place that is kind of like rough grouse cabin in my extended family you mm-hmm. visited there where would you prefer to live uh, ivy's place yeah it's like <laughs> but not not because of the like state of the cabin or anything but because like uh, for my personal mental health, I should not be at that level of isolation for yeah. very long. I, I need some perspective. So like, and my re- <laughs> religious trauma is like jumping out. Um, <laughs> like, I was talking to a friend this weekend about the Left Behind book series, which <laughs> is about the rapture happening. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't know about this until you <clears throat> told me. Yeah, so there's like a series for adults and then there was Left Behind, colon, the kids. And so everyone <laughs> has been uh, taken back to heaven with Jesus. And so everywhere there are just like empty piles of clothing because presumably like nude they've ascended. So or like piles of like acrylic nails and like glasses and stuff like that. Then I was reading this in like third grade. So then I went through a period of time where I every day in the morning I would wake up and until I saw another human being, I would just convince that the rapture had happened and I was left behind. So for that reason also oh I need to live in a city. <laughs> Where there are people that's around fair. me. That's absolutely fair. Because what? <laughs> absolutely not. 
was letting you read this. Oh, you know, it was in our school library. All the kids were reading it. It was the same year, though, that Animorphs got banned from the school library. This is back to school. Oh, come on. Yeah, because I think it, like, implied that evolution was a thing. So... (laughs) They really do fucking do this shit, like, every 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. That is wild. Okay, this, uh, this is sort of related to the cabin situation Mm -hmm. would you rather swim in the lake or go to a karaoke night but you're not allowed to perform i know look at your face (laughs) she's so excited and then you just broke her yeah because i know you don't love swimming in the lake and you love doing karaoke (laughs) wow you broke her heart i know i did i'm sorry (laughs) um I, I can't swim, but I can wear a life jacket and float. So, and I do. Yeah, enjoy I've, the water, I've been so. kayaking with you. Yeah. Just fine. So I, I'll, I'll pick the lake because I would be, I would feel so left out if I couldn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to go with the lake just because I love the lake. Me um, too. It's just very calming. Very, very. I'm a child of Aphrodite. I am reborn in the water. Mm-hmm. So. And I actually, yeah, I can't swim either, but I would love to be near the water at all mm-hmm. times. Like, that's just... I find it my... very meditative. I need yes. to look up for the show notes. There's this article that came out pretty recently about, like, uh, the effect of living near water on mental health. Mm. So I need to find it and yeah. link it in the show notes. But yeah, that's funny. Fantastic. Okay, let's see. Okay, this one, yeah, this one's important. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Would you rather call Era to pick you up after doing something she vehemently told you not to do <laughs> or trust your ex in your apartment with a chainsaw? <laughs> I guess it just depends on how bad you pissed off your ex and then <sighs> bad of a thing you did that Era told you not to do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't think any of my exes would dare reason i don't think that i've ever pissed someone off that badly uh-huh and if i have I, the the people who have some shit to say about me in the past probably are also the people who like did the worst shit to me so like mm. Um, but those are, I, I feel like most, like, if you just get the baseline X, and yeah. I did get married, like, really young. If you just child get the bride. base, yeah, I was a child bride. <laughs> I, if you had the baseline X, like, didn't have, like, the best experience or the worst experience with me, and they had the chainsaw in my apartment or in my home, they would just, like, they might, like, fire it up and look around and they might just mm-hmm. like take like the foam noise canceling thing and they might just go <laughs> I, like I think that, that that I think that that would be the kind of rage that they would have but at the same time I feel like era is the person you would want on your side in a crisis even if she would yell at you so I'm, I'm gonna yeah. with era that'd be fine be I would yeah. I would deal with it because again I have mommy issues so i'm calling <laughs> there's somebody. a lot of like step on me mommy characters in my world. Yes. 
I call her me. I wouldn't even. I, I would snitch on myself immediately. I've been bad. Oh, let me guess. What I told you not to do. That's exactly what I did. Can you please come get me? <laughs> like, that's it. Because I think too is like, yeah, uh, my exes. Well, the exes I think would answer the call. probably would just because they did make a habit of making me miserable for no reason probably would fuck with your shit with your chainsaw Mm -hmm. just because like i I mean they're like my you know one of them stabbed me with a kebab jesus christ yeah i feel like they would probably go ahead and uh do that if they wanted to my my very last ex which was probably the most serious relationship um we did have a lot of issues and it did have a lot to do with like my BPD and her, you know, mental illness. So I feel like she probably wouldn't do anything just because we are mature enough to be like, yeah, we both fucked up. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, you know, I don't have any interest in hurting you further. Mm -hmm. She'd probably just be like, yeah, I'm not showing up. Yeah, yeah, it was her. Um, But if it was like, you know, the exes from when I was younger and, and again, worse on my mommy issues and just wanted somebody to, to love me. Um, mm-hmm. I think they probably would just for fun, mm. but I still, and then I would have to call her anyway, because excuse me, somebody's in my apartment with the chainsaw and I'm planning. <laughs> Actually, I need you to bring Ivy too. Can you, yeah. can you intervene, please? Yeah. Thank you. I need so, someone yeah. with money and someone with muscle to come and fix my problem. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm going to need a really good lawyer and then somebody who's going to whoop that ass while we're in it, <laughs> it, it happens to be. A white woman, by all means, because then I'm in less. Uh, and then yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get out okay. Other than that, Meg. Uh, I'm going with the giving the ex a chainsaw, because like for me, stuff is stuff. I don't I don't care. It can be replaced. But I'm of the school of like must perform perfectly in order to earn love so i don't want anything to jeopardize era's love for me or her esteem for me Hmm. you know that's fair yeah yeah i I relate to that impulse but may i direct you to a couple of weeks ago a text message that you sent me about your dog ripping holes in the rug in your office yeah yeah so I was trying to find a new home for her because it pissed me <laughs> off so bad. Oh, <laughs> all right, you got another one, Meg, right? Oh my god! What'd you say, Liz? You've got another one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is maybe gonna touch on a further book, but I guess just you personally, not in a romantic sense. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather spend an afternoon with, Zach or Liam? Um, ooh, I like them both so much. Yeah. But just based on the events of this book, because we don't know that much about Liam, who's Camila's ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we know his personality. We know ways that he's been there for her. We know that he can be kind of a snarky jackass. Um, Based off of just that knowledge and the knowledge of Zach, I would say Zach. Mm-hmm. But, but ask you me being again the author, book, ask me again after book three. Yeah, because I the the wheels are turning. Also, that book is getting written because of Jen Prokop. Because I asked her, "Who do you think book two is?" And she's like, "Well, it's got to be the ex husband, right?" 
And I was like, no, but maybe I should. Because mm-hmm. originally I was going to write like Seth and Era having like a little marital crisis. But now I'm kind of like, I don't want them to. Mm-hmm. I just want them to be happy. And if I yes. write about them, maybe I'll do like a novella and have them have like a really like petty squabble that they then fix. Mm-hmm. And that would be fun. It was more like I just wanted more of Era. Yeah. I wanted to include right. her. But yeah. like, I just I want them to be happy and yeah have no issues in their lives so yeah and you could always do like a flashback mm-hmm. true like when they first got together or... yeah yeah which when i told people that i was gonna write era a book who had read a previous draft of how that makes you feel they asked if it would be a prequel so mm-hmm. that's definitely what a lot of people picture like i could write their first meeting which i touched on in this book that i guess what what would be difficult about that though is then we're we'd have to be in Mila's dark oh, dark oh yes that's that true be, which I mean it would be good because we already know she gets a happy ending like we, yeah and take some already, of the like stress out of it mm-hmm. yeah and then we wouldn't like then you wouldn't have to worry too much about like people hating her or you know because obviously it's rough it's rough being the friend of somebody with BPD like that's just the facts it's rough. Yeah, And if you've never been to that or never been on the other side of that, you won't understand that that well. You'll think, oh, well, just why are we even doing this? But like what you don't understand is that one, this is a human being. And if you've been around them long enough, like you, you love them. Like it's not, yeah. we're not unlovable. We just sometimes have some shit we go through and we need a little extra supervision. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Let's say but- that it, like I would write the flashback when era, when, Camila was like in a good spot Mm -hmm. like she's just going to grad school she's just there you go happily married it's just things are good things have not Mm -hmm. devolved yet Mm -hmm. what would your answers be to that um maybe I'm letting my reading of a previous version of the book color it a little bit but I would pick Liam yeah. I'm very, I, I want to know, I'm looking forward to the book about him a lot. I just want to know, I want him to have a happy ending too. Yeah. I think he's a good dude. Yeah. I think the, I think the book three would have to redeem him for me because as reading through Zach's and feeling what Zach felt, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. which it's not good, but it's still felt like it's still a valid feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would say Zach, cause then, you know. Personally, I would just love to spend an uh, afternoon with like Rahul and Ivy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we could we could take that two. Book two is gonna have a lot yeah. more of them. I would love to just go on that like boat trip that they all do. That's like peak for me. Yeah, I was snacks so on the water with all jealous of like seeing people boating on the lakes in Pittsburgh or on the river sorry um because like I've been on a boat like a little boat on the lake but like I'm picturing like a like a cruiser like it's got like room like everyone can go separate like Seth splashed out so Mm -hmm. that that would be having like friends with money who aren't pieces of shit Mm. that's the thing yeah that's the thing about it yeah (laughs) So, so yeah, it's hard to find hard to find that. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um 
let's see. I think I only, well, I only have one more. Well, two more. But let's jump to the last one because yeah. I just want to know. Yeah. Donut, D O N U T, or donut, D O U G H N U T. It is D O U G H N U T. It that is a, a donut. <laughs> and I feel very strongly about that. We could tell. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. Uh, RM, what's your vote? I'm curious. I mean, I don't know. I don't really. I want a donut. Like, if you, if I say donut, you know what I'm talking about. I don't care. But it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because I always think it's one of those words where when you go to write it, you're like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Language evolves. It's okay for language to evolve. <laughs> but donut, D O N U T, is branding. For it's who? marketing okay. for Dunkin' okay. Donuts. Oh, got you. Okay, is it? I didn't know that. See, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I think know. I don't. I don't think I think that that's probably where it became. It's possible. We've been around a long time. Actually, donut. Right. So Grammarly says that donut, the shortened version, is rarely used outside the United States. Oh. Yes, but it's a simplification of the original spelling and not a reference to the brand. Hmm. Okay. Which sounds like a very American thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. Completely in the spirit of the American version of the English language. <laughs> because, yeah, I probably say donut D O N U T because it's close. It's shorter. So I'm yeah. just trying to get. Again, it it fits on a sign better. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it. But yes, I um, that's my petty hill. I will die on. That's fair. Did that's you say what yours hill. would be? No, I didn't. Uh, I'm going D-O-N-U-T. Sorry, Liz. I'm... I mean, that's fine. <laughs> if y'all want to be ignorant and uncultured, that's fine. <laughs> that's me. I, I, mean... I just want a donut. Like, I just want it to be quickly. quickly yeah. donut. Is At it the end round, of the day, however it's deep spelled, fried, however it's spelled, just... Put it in front of me yeah, so I can exactly. put it in my mouth. Do not care. Just yeah. put it in front of me. Thank you. Uh, Amazing. But I would expect the donut, D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T, to be a little bit bigger if we're going to go that route. Like, I mm. want rather mm. large. Yeah. You should, the donuts that we had in Greece on the ferry, oh which God. we shouldn't have been eating on the ferry to begin with, I was fine because I had Dramamine. I don't know about the rest of these people. Animals. You walk out with <laughs> sickness medication what is going on but they were so <laughs> just size of my head yeah delicious and i was sitting there eating while everybody else was trying not to throw up <laughs> yeah just reaffirming that i i would have to pick yeah, greece to absolutely <laughs> like greece in two hours i would have to go because well if we flew you to the island you might be okay can't put you on a ferry because mm-hmm. there's especially the like they're fat they have fast ones that only take two hours to get from the mainland to santorini but because it's going so fast obviously you're hitting all the water bumps on the way and isn't it so scary to be on the water when you can't swim because the one time i went on a cruise i was just thinking like it would be so easy to murder me right now yep (laughs) and that well you, when I came back from Greece, I did write a little bit of a murder mystery about <laughs> on a ferry because we, you know, 
we had been on that ferry so much it took so much time out of our trip Mm -hmm. that was like yeah this seems like some you know something I just want to rank but yeah it's you're hitting you're hitting bumps and I don't swim can't swim don't want to learn how to swim in the middle of the Aegean Sea I don't you know like I don't have any interest in that uh whatsoever so I stayed away from the it was better sickness wise to be on the deck but away from the railing Mm. you know um I don't want to go overboard and it's also too it's just the big fear that there's one coming right behind you you're probably gonna get hit or nobody's ever gonna you know nobody's gonna come in time it's like on a roller coaster the best spot to be on a roller coaster if you get motion sickness is in the front and the ride is more intense toward the back although when you're in the front you get the full the visual experience okay thank you for tolerating our would you rathers i love them so much i was going to say we should wrap this up because now i do need to pee (laughs) me three and if i do i can't imagine how bad you do so (laughs) so thank you thank you for having me it's very interesting (laughs) to be a guest and try to not steer things too much Thank you for coming on to mine and Meg's podcast. <laughs> Anytime. So, really and truly. Um, thank you so much. Again, phenomenal work. I love the book thank so you. much. I really am so proud of you. Thank you. It is wild to think like we've been friends for a year and a year later, like you have a whole book coming out. I like, do have a whole book coming you. out. It is coming out. This episode's going to be out February 7th, I believe which means you still have a week that you can pre-order and it'll be on your Kindle or e-reader of choice. It'll be on your Kindle because it's on it. How, how does that work? Can you Kindle put, you can, you can put a Kindle, you can put a Kindle book on a, like a tablet. So it'll be on your mm-hmm. reading device of choice with a Kindle app um, February 14th. And the paperback should be out like around that time or not too long after. I'm getting the proof on Wednesday. So hopefully Yay! it's not on chat because Molly and I have struggled with the fucking cover creator. So um, <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, Meg, you want to take us out? This is the part where I blank on what all of our like links and stuff you are. You don't have to do them. Just be um, like, it's in the show notes until next time. Okay, yeah. Um, the links to pre-ordering Liz's book and all the things we talked about today and some of RM Virtues books as well will be in the show notes. Also ways to watch more, watch, watch, to listen to more of our episodes and mm-hmm. find our website will be in the show notes too. So until next time, air kisses. Mwah. Bye.